Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys—they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, November 3rd, 2016. You're checking into Blazing Rye Backstage. And I'd like to welcome my co host, Frank Santo Padre. I'm just kidding. Uh, Vinny B. Vinny B is filling in tonight for John Weeks. Vinny B., how are you? What's up, my man? What's going on? Not much. Uh, just kind of dreading the long day tomorrow. I guess your day is even longer than mine's going to be tomorrow, huh? My day sucks balls tomorrow. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got going on tomorrow? What do you got going on? Yeah, just just the usual shit, you know, talking to clients in restaurants. That's boring. Anyway, do you remember the fir- the last time I co-hosted with you? No. What happened? <laughs> okay. What happened? The last the last time I co-hosted with you, I learned the cost of what a rumor was. Uh. What was the cost of a rumor again? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know, I, one thing that stands out in my mind about that show, if you don't mind, I talk about it. Nobody listens. Nobody listens. <laughs> basically, she won this award, right, for yeah. some horror thing so, she did. Vinny's talking about right. a, a guest that we previously had on the show. Uh, her, her name escapes me, but continue. Okay, anyway, she <laughs> she basically um, talked about how she couldn't accept the award because she had to go home and walk her dog with her boyfriend. Right. So, right, she's like, oh, my God, I had to leave with my boyfriend to go walk my dog. <laughs> I don't know what is like. just fucking story is just as good now as it was then. Just a great, <laughs> fantastic story. Well, you know what that reminded me of, and I mentioned it on the show that night, was it reminded me of um, w- uh, when Will Smith left the Oscars that year that he was nominated for Ali, and uh-huh. Denzel was nominated for Training Day, and I remember they put up the thing, and it said, uh, you know, Will Smith had just had his image up there, even though he had been walking the red carpet and stuff, and I'm like, well, what if he actually won? What, what, you know, I don't know. Right, right. Well, he was—he obviously had to go home and walk his dog. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. You know, that's that's the real story. That's the real dirt. That you know, you know. And actually, I have a serious question to ask you. Oh God. Um, go ahead. When I'm on your when I'm on your podcast, do I look fat? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> actually, you know what? I earlier today, I uh, I messaged DC. <laughs> This guy, a friend of ours, um, who recently told Vinny B, he looked like he was uh, put on a few pounds, and um, I, and I, I told DC earlier, listen to uh, the show uh, at at nine. <laughs> Vinny's co-hosting, you know, the fat guy from our meeting, <laughs> and and he took that 
he took that as Vinny's co-hosting. You know the fat guy from our meeting. <laughs> the, the first thing. And, and he goes, John. The first, that was the first thing he said, and I was like, No, 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 Vinny, Vinny, not not John. Um, hey, wait, now and, I thought I was the only fat guy. Well, he said, Vinny, no, he's not. He's he's adorable, is what he said. But I, I remember him calling you fat. Yeah, you you were right there for that, and like um. I've been kind of feeling insecure for every bag of potato chips I've been eating. <laughs> every ice cream bite I take, I see DC's face. It sounds like Saying you might... that, hey? No, guys, what were you going to say? Sounds like you might need to need some different foods on your diet there. <laughs> Dude, I exercise all the time. I eat pretty healthy. It's just mm. that I cheat every now and then, which is okay. But now yep. I just only focus on the times I cheat. <laughs> um, and I feel like yeah. my four-year-old daughter is going, oh, my God, Dad, don't bring me to school because you're so fat. <laughs> Has she told you that? No, because she's, you know, she doesn't want to hurt my feelings. That's what I'm thinking. Uh-oh. She's four years old, and I think uh-huh. she wants to spare my feelings. Oh, that's, you know? that's nice of her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, earlier tonight I uh was um on grinder and I uh <laughs> and and which, anyway which you need to tell your listeners that it's not for straight people. Nobody thinks that it is for straight people. <laughs> you are the only person that assumed a woman would be caught dead on grinder. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Uh, and th- this will be a fantastic uh, subject to transfer from, but I go to, uh, I go to um, meet this boy uh, downstairs in a in a hotel in the bathroom, in a in a hotel, and in a hotel? anyway, yeah, in the, well, in a bathroom in the in the men's room in the in the hotel, and uh, uh, you know we're we're getting down to business. And, um, and, but the thing is we were in a stall and it was so small and he had made it seem like it really wasn't that bad when we were messaging. And then it was, and there was a lot of noise. There were constantly people coming in and out. So, uh, you know, when I tried to fuck him, I could not perform. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, yeah, because you're in a fucking public restroom and you got an audience, you have an audience. It wasn't like a private, like you could close the door and lock it. Yeah, the door or was, was closed it, and locked. It was like a one stall thing. No, there were three. There were three stalls and some urinals. No, you can't. That's hard. That's that's performing for a live audience potentially. <laughs> yeah, you know so what I mean? That you can't. Yeah. You know all that's kind of hard. Were driving me. Well, it, it wasn't. That was the problem. All the noises were driving me insane. <laughs> and uh, and and then like I was just like I, I don't think it's gonna happen. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. And I and I messaged him like uh, you know the noises were driving me nuts. And uh, it was such a small space. And I was just making uh, excuses. But I think they were pretty valid, you know. No, they absolutely because I call that either you're a porn star or you're not, and that everybody could be a porn star. Not everybody can be a porn star. There's a, I forgot her name, but she said that, you know, people would come up to her, men would come up to her and say, oh, I'd love to do a movie with you. And she'd go, okay, pull your pants down right now and get it up. And not oh, wow. one of them could. Yep. Oh, wow. Because that like woman... said, either you could perform live or you can't. 
and, and, and I don't think woman, I'm one of those people, Ryan. <laughs> and that woman's name was Papillon Susu. Uh, <laughs> Me so funny. <laughs> wow, I love that you get the reference. Um, she came up. Yeah, she came up at Gilbert's podcast the other night. I got to tell you about the story about uh, going to Gilbert Gottfried's live podcast the other night after uh, after our guest and our our um, uh, wizard segments. I'll have to tell you that story. Well, I definitely look forward to that. And where the Whoopi segment fits in, fits in with that? You know, are you talking about uh, my she... hotel? You talking about my hotel bathroom experience still? Wait, Whoopi wasn't in the the bathroom grinder experience. <laughs> Or no? Am I getting that <laughs> oh, mixed thought, No, she, yeah, no, she was she was definitely there. Uh, I I just got confused with the whoopee, making whoopee whatnot. Well, you see, I would um, you know, no offense, I would have been yep. able to perform in front of whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in front of her, you step up. But I was with uh, I don't know, I don't even know his name. I don't know his name. Don't know his name. And couldn't couldn't add him to the tally list. By the way. By the way, Vinny, we we, we just yes. had a caller on the line that I assume was our guest, and that call, that caller hung that caller hung up. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What's gonna oh man, yeah, I would have hung up when they heard my voice too. <laughs> All right, so I don't, I don't know why uh, you have me on the show, but anyway, let I don't I don't either. Especially when you reminded me about that rumors nonsense. But let's uh, let's take a turn here. In the as Savannah Guthrie says, we'll take a turn and uh, let's get to our guest. So proceeds from uh, tonight's guest's new uh, single "City Song" finger on the pulse go to One Pulse Foundation to benefit victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando this past June. Please welcome Shadow Pearson. Shadow, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing well. Uh, is it is Shadow right? It really is shadow, yes, indeed. Wow! But you can call us Chad. Chad, please. It's not a it's not a Groundhog it, Day it. reference or anything, right? <laughs> like you don't see a shadow and run away. away. Mm, <laughs> actually, I run I run toward it. <laughs> so, uh, Shadow, I I have to apologize that my usual co-host is not here, so I've replaced him tonight with Vinny B. Uh, who's just, he's reminding me of how terrible last time went, so I apologize in advance. I don't i don't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, I love when guests openly admit they have no idea what the show is. Uh, so, um, on a more mm-hmm. on a more serious note, so clearly you were <laughs> deeply affected by the uh, the tragedy in Orlando. Tell me about that and and how the song came about. We were we were we're, we're not the only we're not the only persons. I'm I'm not the only person that was deeply affected by what happened. As you know, it 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 it, it, mm-hmm. it went worldwide. What happened because come on, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the the world is changing and and uh, we we need to change the world because of that. You know, so city song. Mm-hmm. Um, it came about because, yes, we're, we were so close. I mean, we literally could have walked down the street to try and get involved, which you couldn't. And as an artist, then what do you do next? You reach out in a, in a different way, which is how City Song came about, to, to answer your question. Okay. And you wound up uh, working with 
a uh, hundred other people on the song. Is that right? Oh yeah. By by now, we basically, you know, how we uh, deem a Team City song member, like like Ryan, you're a Team City song member now. Um, oh. We, we the, the the exactly. That's okay. You say oh. <laughs> That's no, no, like, thing. oh, okay, like, yeah, like, awesome. No, I was trying to be, uh, I was like, oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know, um, the the difference in our product as Orlandoans, if if that's something, <laughs> is that we wanted to get back and we wanted to be able to speak from our real true community and and how we feel and healing and um yes sadness but growth so Mm -hmm. immediately i I wanted to tap into the aspect of sparkling under heat Mm -hmm. and and being available when when things are are bad but hey we can rally and we can we can be better. We can step up to the plate and we can become something as a community. So that that was the impetus for City Song, and that's how over now we're probably at you know over 300 people now um, involved in City Song um, directly and indirectly. The the initial fulcrum of City Song involved a, a little bit over. 100 people in terms of um, singing on the song, community members, and uh, the studio, Alpaca Ranch, and the engineers, uh, Chris Short and Mark Mason, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Uh, and Vinny, I hear you ch- chomping at the bit over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Vinny. I, I didn't mean to. I was, I was going to ask a serious question. I didn't mean to chuckle there. Um, did you. Um, now, I apologize if you did. Did you know anybody that were involved in the incident? Yeah, were you personally absolutely. Affected by it? There were, yes, yes. There, there, there are a lot of people, and the veins stretch out, um, you know, family members and folks and being in, in the entertainment community in Orlando and, and probably in, in New York or wherever you guys find yourselves, you know how deeply connected you are to, to other people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, to answer that question, absolutely, and, and, and honor, honoring that. So, um, and and it, it's tough. It, it's, a, it's a very tough thing losing members of your community and the community mm-hmm. that we're talking a lot of those folks are, are in, were, were and are entertainers, you know. So, yeah, we were affected deeply. And we wanted to do and, something. We wanted to do something that would have a life, you know, and express mm-hmm. our, um, our strength and our hope. Mm-hmm. Which I, and the, I, and the, I always thought was a departure from the the me song and the um uh how would I say it with respect and I do mean it with respect the the sadness song the I song that's not mm-hmm, what city mm-hmm. song is city song is about community in Orlando and that's how it got into you know the Broadway configuration and the playwright scene and. We have another big event coming up this weekend um, with mm-hmm. After Orlando. And so, you know, people are embracing it because it is of that nature. It's it's not one, it's all. Mm-hmm. Now, I like uh, that. One, one more question. One more question in mm-hmm. terms of that. I mean, 
Please. going along with the same vein, do you feel mm-hmm. that it's um, because you really do have to reach outside yourself to write something, you know, personal about a tragedy that happened to others as to, like you were saying, the I song? Like, mm-hmm. Was that more of, more of a reach for you? I mean, was it more difficult or did you find it, like, easier to do? My comfort zone for ever and with my group, the Actomatics, has, has been a platform for us. And our mm-hmm. records reflect that, um, you know, the, the work that we do in the community. And, and so I, I think it was just a, another extension of facilitating that concept, though it, it was I want it was much grander, you know. It had I, I really needed to hone down the concept because I I I wanted it to be that I wanted everybody to be able to say the words, sing the words, know the words, feel the music, and know that it was their song too. It, it has mm-hmm. very little to do to do with me. It has actually nothing to do with me. No, it, and it's not like like I listen when I heard the song. It had you're right. It's not from a personal standpoint it was more of like you know the experience the experience that everybody yeah, yeah. shared with the tragedy and i did Vinny, I just, what did I you did think you liked it and then did you you felt that that's good i'm glad i did of course definitely you know and, yeah. and it's like you know i get a little scared going into those songs because you know i i'm thinking of a bad one chris christie's uh you know the you know did you ever hear that horrible song he did with um what was it called? Yeah, Chris Christie. He did that no, whole Chris campaign. Christie, it was part of his the... campaign, "Stronger Than the Storm," with Sandy. Song? Uh, yeah, it's a horrible song. No. I mean, yeah, it's it's awful. It's no, awful. you. Ryan, you know, is you know, this he, true? You know what I mean? And and like there was nothing behind it. You could see because it was one dimensional. He just was using it for his campaign. You know, to oh, see, but you know. Yeah. As opposed to what you were doing, it comes from a selfless, <laughs> a selfless motive. <laughs> I'm just imagining We're gonna we're gonna be on CNN now, aren't we? I, 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 uh, yeah. Yes, you are <laughs> definitely, especially with the sirens in the background. Fox News. But I am Fox imagining yeah. Chris Christie leading a choir of a hundred people singing, just belting out a song, and uh, it's a funny image. I thought you were going to say he was going to be eating a hot dog. I didn't. Know <laughs> well, that goes. Oh, he wrote. He wrote his hot dogs. He wrote a song. Chris, wait. We're, no, we're, we're no he, he didn't write it. Now I'm fascinated. It was a, cam- it was a campaign <laughs> ad, and and the song was like playing yeah. in the background as he's like going around ah. the damaged uh, parts of Sandy, and like you know. It's really bad. It's really horrible. I like it's, that. It's, like, well, it's cringeworthy. I like the, it. You know, the, the, <laughs> you, Ryan, you like it? <laughs> I like the song. I, I'm not a Chris Christie fan, but I thought it was a pretty good song. I'm going to spend the rest of my evening down a rabbit hole looking for all aspects of this song, unfortunately. Thank you for turning <laughs> me on to that. But, uh, uh. What, I, what I, I want to say really, though, about you know, and and thank you that thank you for listening to it. I mean, you know, I, I've I've been I think in some situations where it was it was mostly a conversation, and then when I got to the table, they didn't really understand the majesty of the song, and and you know that's, that that's how I feel about it. 
But how is that possible? But it is, you know, because it's just the world. It's just the world, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. But, you know, um, the the pulse, Orlando and the world, it's it's, it's not really for Orlando. As a matter of fact, we have a – we have our first radio campaign going out with Star One Records. Mm-hmm. Laura Patterson is the CEO of that out in California, and, and Jennifer Allison is our publicist. And um, it, I make it sound like it's a huge operation, but really I'm, I'm doing everything I can to maintain integrity for City Song because when I get letters mm-hmm. from people that go to the events where – City song is played, uh, and mm-hmm. and the 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 um the mothers and fathers are there, and they write me something later. I know it's real and true, and I know that we really tapped into the truth of what we would want to say as people, as people. It doesn't have to be Orlando, but it just so happens to be com- originating here. You know, the, mm-hmm. the the song the song I view it as. Um, a better version of a we are the world. And I, I love all of that. I do. But this is better than that. It's better. It, it is. It's just better well, than We that. are the world was poorly written. I mean, it was for a great cause. It was cause, poorly but it was written. Poor. Thanks. You know it was. <laughs> I, nobody I, wants I, I to don't say it because that. it was such for an amazing cause, you know. I mean, I remember yeah. in grammar school making fun of it. Um, I don't well, want to make fun of it, though, but I, I understand no. what you're saying, you know. That, you know, um, I write quickly. I'm a decent songwriter, and, mm-hmm. you know, when it's coming at me, I don't question it. Um, I do very little refining. And, mm-hmm. you know, the the day of, it was done, and a week later, we recorded it. We were recording it. We were underway. Did you guys hear the We Are the World uh, remake with uh, T-Pain <laughs> and Little Wayne and and T Pain in them. It was just god awful. Are you serious? Yeah, no. it was just just awful. Yeah. Uh well, it was but, just what what is terrible. that was that for though? I mean they must have certainly done that uh, much later yeah. or something. <laughs> what was it for? Well Lionel Richie was still involved. Uh okay. and well, there, there you, so go. you I gotta love stop him. right there. No, no. Well, well, I, I'm 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 all over Atlanta. I, I, I'm from Mississippi so I got Atlanta. I'm fine with that. Oh, it's okay, for Haiti. We are the we are the world twenty five for Haiti, and they got all these different. They got Randy Jackson in there singing, and he's like, "Oh, you're too pitchy, dog." And I don't know if that's Kim <laughs> Kardashian or what. Well, just write something new. Write something new that's real. That's real. Like do something for real, please. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like when don't Elton, don't do it. That's like when right. Elton John rewrote. Uh, the, that song about Marilyn Monroe for Princess Diana, and then it's you know I mean that's a little weird when you when somebody Ooh. dies and you re and you remake a song that already existed for someone else. Well, you Wait, did you, you really reword, do that? I don't you reword that. the platform. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean it was it was already a song, and we love Elton, and it's all great. But then you know you yeah. reformulate your platform. <laughs> Come on, it's lazy. It's lazy. You know that's who doesn't it. love Elton is Jimmy. Page and Robert Plant. They don't like Elton John. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, that's because uh, they, just... they never slept with Elton. That's why. That's, that's oh, okay. <laughs> Have you? Have you? Slept with Elton John? No, I didn't. <laughs> he he didn't know. Oh, okay. You were slow in talk... answering that question. I don't know. <laughs> we, we've we've but, talked but a lot but of... But again, 
It's <laughs> it's lazy. It's lazy not to feel the passion to represent your community and the world for mm-hmm. real and do the work. It's lazy. Well, Shadow, we talked about the song a lot, so I want to make sure we play it. Uh, anything else you want to say before we hear your song, Finger on the Pulse? I want to say that we are um, 100% indebted to folks like you who are so committed to the cause of loss. And um, w- without making, you know, any declaration, you know, that's not what's being asked of you. But the fact that you that you want to learn more about what we're doing, it's musical, it's topical. Uh, we appreciate you. I-, I love you for doing that. Thank you. Appreciate you back. And where can people go to buy this song? You can download the song on almost any and every platform that there is known to man, mm-hmm. you know, that via Amazon, iTunes, all of that, but you can go to a very simple thing, our little website, you know, right now, which has um, city song slash finger on the pulse.com. The moment mm-hmm. you click on that page, it's going to direct you to our donating campaign. It's $1. Or the 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 nomination of your choice. It's it's a very simple process, and we've got stickers mm-hmm. and other things if you want to get involved with that. And we have a much larger thing growing in the future. But if you just want to go there and tap into this amazing soulful song that is um, from our community and and sounds big and fat, then come on, get on board. All right. Well. Uh, nice. Shadow, stay there. We're going to play the song and come right back. We'll be right back with Shadow Pearson. Here is Finger on the Pulse, City Song.
Shadow Pearson with uh, finger on the pulse. Um, Shadow, uh, yes. you know the, you died. the <laughs> it was uh, it was <laughs> such an epic anthem there. It is. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it I, I remember yeah. when mm-hmm. when that happened that uh, on that Sunday. I remember. Uh, uh, just uh, being glued to the TV, and then them announcing that uh, at the time they announced 50 people had died. It was, I think, it was, it was 49, but they said I, 50 people oh, died. Oh, thank and you for I saying just, this. Yeah. I I just started sobbing, um, and um, you know, the next night I I went to Stonewall with my friends and uh, as along to, uh, with thousands of other people, and uh, you know, just mourned together, and it was fucking painful. And uh, if mm-hmm. people uh if if people want to get involved and do something good i highly recommend you go to city song dash finger on the pulse dot com and check out uh this woman's yeah. song thank you i mean ryan and Vinny, you guys thank you so much and thank you again for saying that saying that fifty number you know i i was so cognizant of the material and the verbiage and and then you you cannot add the one you cannot add the one you can't make right. it 50 you know you right. can't i mean and now mm-hmm. we're getting all of the um uh, sonos from his 911s and it, it's awful for everyone that they're revisiting all of that it just came out this week and it's it's amazingly painful for families you know it just is so 49 49 is a special number and mm-hmm. um i i love you guys for inviting me on here with you thank you we thank love you, you back Thank you, Shadow. And also check out Shadow's band, The Actomatics, theactomatics.com. Uh, we got to run. Thank you so much for, yep. for joining us mm-hmm. tonight, Shadow. Uh, much appreciated, and keep in touch. Yes, you're welcome, darling. Thank you. Okay, thanks a lot. Take care. Mm-hmm. Night-night. Good night. All right, now uh, shifting gears here. Uh, Vinny, do you, do you have a clue of, as to what time it is? Oh, my gosh. Let me look at my... My watch is a hot mess right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. I don't know what we have for a theme song here. Uh, man, I really got to fix this. God damn it. Uh, let's uh, do the uh, the new. Let's do, okay. Let's try it again. Vinny, do you know what time it is? It's time for the hot mess awards. Different strokes to rule the world. <laughs> That's how my dad does. It. Tom Fogarty, what's going on, man? Sire, what are you doing? What are you up to over there? Well, I'm thrilled that Vinny is on and not that skank ass Republican Wiki Week. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, aren't you? Vinny's a Republican too. No, I am not. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat, but I'm not a Republican. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, so, yeah, Vinny's definitely not a Republican. Um, but, now, uh, now just, uh, I know you're going to ask me what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just did. Well, well, this is a nice follow-through to what you were just talking about with Shadow. I am, oh. We have a reading of uh, another new play on Monday night. And then Tuesday morning at 6, I will be at PS41 to cast my vote. 
And then I hop in the car to drive down to Miss Daisy's in St. Augustine, mm-hmm. where I need to do some stuff around her house. And then I'm heading to Orlando for that Monday and Tuesday, where I have appointments to meet with some of the friends of two of the Pulse victims and hopefully one family member and the DJ that was there that night because I'm part of a collective of five playwrights Mm. from across the country that are writing first-person monologues to be strung together in the voice of the victims. Holy shit. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm a little freaked Congrats. out. Yeah, that's um, a big uh, honor there. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah no, congrats, it's, man. it's I know there's a thing that's been going on, I think, called After Pulse. And it's mm-hmm. really, yep. it's not dealing with it the way we're dealing with it. And that's really from the voices of the, the After Pulse people. Of, you know, some of the remembrances are... They're, you know, little 10-minute playlets about having grown up gay in Orlando or, you know, what the bar mm-hmm. scene was like or coming out to your parents in Orlando. So it's sort yeah. of a hodgepodge. And I think, but I mean, you know, they're like up to 80 different playwrights from across the world that they're including in this. And I guess that they're going to try to, you know, do a bound copy of it and sell it for uh, donations. But that was our thought as well, is that this could be done you know, just done in reading style, a la vagina monologues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With different, at different cities across the country, with the money earmarked for gays against guns. Oh wow, great! Uh, sire, do you um, do you do you remember when uh when we couldn't do uh, women of Lockerbie in at the Edinburgh Festival because of some um, legal reason, but then Joan Hart Willard wound up rewriting and retooling yeah. a script about. The, okay, yeah. so uh, when we did that um, in Edinburgh first, uh, it was uh, th- that's the first time we did it, and then we uh, did it at Syracuse um, in 2000 at the end of 2005. So right after I'd graduated, and. Um, the show that Joan put together had uh, a bunch of excerpts from actual journal entries, actual letters that the Lockerbie victims had written, and right. you know, several, several, many of them went to Syracuse, and uh, and we did the show at Syracuse for Remembrance Week, and I, I'll never forget because I played two twins who died in the crash, Jason and Eric Coker, and afterwards I'll never forget their mother coming backstage and, and saying that uh, uh, it was it was like hearing her sons one more time. Um, and wow. she was like, oh, you were just like him, except you didn't have the beard, and except he didn't have the beard. And it was just, uh, it was pretty powerful. So, yeah, that kind of thing can be pretty pretty powerful, Sire. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, wanting to do it right, and that's why I'm, one, lucky enough that I'm in the neighborhood, so to speak. You know, I'm like 70 miles away when I'm down there dealing with my mother's place. So I've been, I have friends yeah. in Orlando and I'd been to pulse once and actually one of the, it's one of the drag Queens that I'm doing. I had seen him at uh, the parliament house down there about mm-hmm. two and a half years ago. So I know that voice. It's just, I want to know what his voice was because he maintained right. two Facebook sites, one for the drag persona, Alanis, and then one for just himself, Anthony. 
And the pictures you see of Anthony and the little talking that I have done to a couple friends, it was like he was the butchest dude in the room, and nobody could ever believe that he was the woman, you know, that would come out and do, like, these J-Lo numbers, full-on yeah. dancing and the whole bit. So it's just I'm wanting to honor that one. but I, And I think the toughest one, though, is going to be is one of the young – I'm doing the uh, young Antonio Savon Brown, who was mm-hmm. born and raised in Cocoa Beach, mm-hmm. ended up going doing ROTC at uh, Florida A&M, Mm-hmm. Did time in Iraq, Afghanistan. He was part of Operation New Dawn. Only mm-hmm. to come back, you know, doing all of that and not asking and not telling and staying on the down low to go through all of that only to come back and get, you know, wiped out in the one place that he thought he was fucking safe in. Unreal. You know, so it's, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. 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 Damn. Uh, so, quite a heavier, heavy, heavy show tonight for us. Um, but that yeah. is, uh, yeah, that that's that's awesome um, that you're doing that. Uh, taking a turn here. Who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards? Okay. Well, let's see. Let me figure out in terms of where we've been on that. Well, okay. This first, uh, I'm sure you watched. <clears throat> The end of the series last night, right? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the World Series. Oh, uh, the World. I thought you meant like just, uh, fucking uh, Grey's Anatomy or something. Yeah, no, I know. I, I knew you were like, wait, uh, what, like Shonda Rhimes or something? No. No. Yeah. You, I, well, you've certainly seen the footage today of the uh, yes. two fans outside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they finally, like, hooked up with the guy who shot the footage, and they had him on TMZ to play, like, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And what you can't hear on what they've been showing on TV is that the Cubs dude, like, says, well, you know, we, like, fucked you. You were, like, you, like, blew it by three runs. And the Cleveland kid goes like, I'll fucking fight you right now. Come on, let's do this. And the Cub guy said, fucking hit me. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Boom. Knocked his ass out. <laughs> For 12 minutes. <laughs> you know, so be careful what you fucking say. I saw that happen once when I was in college. These, like, <laughs> drunk, you know, two, two drunk guys and their drunk girlfriends and the one couple was fighting the whole way down the street, and she said, I mm-hmm. fucking dare you to hit me, and he fucking knocked her off the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're going to tell somebody I dare you to hit me? You know, when alcohol's involved? Yeah. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> don't do that. That's <laughs> not good. And who wow. is your second hot mess? Okay, my second hot mess has got to be this whole Housewives of Orange County bullshit that oh. went down over. They were in Ireland. They were drunk as skunks. They were starting to talk about, well, you know, one of them's married to one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got a show on mm-hmm. called Busted or some shit or Botched, where they'll, like, uh-huh. do the corrective surgery on your botched surgeries. So, mm-hmm. anyway... Vicky Gungles, Gungle, Gungleson, who's one of the biggest horses' asses of Orange County, 
is like going on about how how she she thinks her nipples are like wrong, and she like her nipples like you know mashed up, and so she flashes these women in a pub, and one of the women takes the picture, posts it to the other women and the producers, and someone one of the women or one of the producers let it leak to the point that a 14-year-old girl retweeted it, and now the FBI is involved because of under what? underage sexting. Holy fuck. Yeah. Just wow. because Grandma had to show her misshapen fucking nipples in an Irish pub. And Anthony Weiner wasn't involved at all. Yeah. Oh, you beat me to it. Oh. No, no, but oh. I'm sure Hillary was. Oh. I'm sure Hillary was. Because, you know, that's what nasty women do. Sorry, Ryan. Who who is, God damn it, Vinny. And who is your final hot mess, sire? My final hot mess is is Tommy Fuckfinger. Oh, I mean, Hillfinger. Anyway. What happened to her? uh, Well, he claims it wasn't him. He claims it was his editorial staff at his last big fashion show. You know, Gigi Habib, who's like the, the top model in the world right now, also one of the daughters of one of the housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Anyway, they thought she was looking a little chunky. She was a little, she like had, you know, a half pound heavier than the rest of the models. So they decided Ooh. to put her in a big fucking poncho. <laughs> and uh-huh. the fat shaming that went on and the like backlash that he has received. In order to, like, save face, he's managed to, like, get together with Gigi, and they've come up with, like, a little line of active wear. Now, that's just sort of a euphemism for your ass is so big you need to get to the gym wear. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So, fat shaming <laughs> is alive and well. So, so he that, pulled uh, it in Alicia Machado. Ah, yeah. you got me. You beat me. Ah, <laughs> there we go. I knew, I knew I couldn't let you flip again. Alicia Machado. Isn't that, a, isn't that a song from The Lion King? What a wonderful phrase. Isn't that, a, isn't that from The Lion King? Yeah, Alicia Machado. Yeah. No passing craze means no worries. All right. Uh, are you guys lubed? I mean, I, I, I'm I a little uh, limp today, but are you guys lubed up and ready to joke off? Why are you limp? limp? What? No, no, no. Let's get back to why why you're limp. Oh, because because I tried to fuck this dude in a hotel bathroom stall earlier, and I it was too much noise, and it was such a small uh, environment, and I couldn't get it up. That was tonight. Was that? that was what? That was tonight. Yeah, that was tonight. That was tonight. You were trying to fuck Whoopi Goldberg in a bathroom. Uh, why does Whoopi keep coming up with the bathroom story? She wasn't involved. I was trying to make Whoopi, and I failed, but I wasn't with Whoopi at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Now I understand. Oh, that's what you think. <laughs> no, as Vinny and I discussed earlier, if I was with Whoopi, then you got to then you then you step up. But I was not with Whoopi. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Uh, yeah, things are gonna get easier. Oh, great one! Uh, this is a great one. Yeah, look at that brass section. Yeah. Oh, child, things are gonna get easier. Oh, child, things are gonna get better. 
Yeah, no, uh, I heard this morning, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The latest round of shit that his lawyers are trying to get the case thrown out on is that yeah. now that he's considered legally blind, he can't see the defendants to be able to know if maybe it was the case or not. Oh, yeah. my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Jeez. Let him grab him by the pussy and he'll know. <laughs> That's locker room talk. Yep. A 12-year-old boy in Austin, Texas, is facing multiple charges after drunkenly leading police on a car chase, which ended with him slamming into a pole. The good news is he was Snapchatting at the time, and the charges disappeared after six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> now what's missing from that is it was my pole he ran into. Waka 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 waka. Ready and all New York's Metropolitan Opera canceled its Saturday afternoon show after patrons noticed the powder being sprinkled into the orchestra pit. Turns out Donald Trump was sitting in the box seats above them. Uh-huh. So, can you hear, can you hear me? Story. You know what it can was, right? Yeah, it was it was somebody's uh, ashes, right? Yeah, it was some yep. old opera queen from Dallas, and yep. the best friend, like you know, swore that he'd like follow through on his dying wishes, and that was sprinkle his ashes at the Met. We know yeah. we know the old opera queen whose ashes are at the Met. Of course, nobody knows that till now. So there's a lot of old dead people floating around the fucking Met. Some of them are actually <laughs> getting paid. I'm just saying, it's not. I mean, shouldn't he have not done it in that way with people sitting there? And you know, I mean, you're gonna do it. Be a little more respectable about it. I guess she was a little overcome by the moment. Just threw the fucking urn right down in the orchestra pit. (laughs) (laughs) Did wait? Did she really throw the urn or just the ashes? Threw a lot, so it's not like you know it was just a little spoonful. Yeah, because it'd be so funny <laughs> through the actual urn as well. Anyway, <laughs> and it hit someone on the head. A slapstick. Yeah. And you heard, you heard the symbols go green. <laughs> and the fat lady sang. Actor Brian Cranston told the Best Seller Experiment podcast that if Donald Trump wins the presidency, he will definitely move to Canada. Apparently, it's cheaper to cook meth in Manitoba. Waka waka. <laughs> Now, I'm going to look this up because I I need to know more about this story. But on Monday, the Los Angeles DA's office officially declined to proceed with Mark Saling's alleged rape case. The deputy district attorney released a statement saying, (laughs) there is insufficient evidence at this time to file this case. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> so who did he rape? I don't know. Some some girl who didn't report it at the time, and now it's like uh, they threw out the oh. case because it because of the delay and stuff. I don't know, but uh, okay. you know he's, he was he was also caught with the child porn. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. there. Ouch. <laughs> For you. Uh oh. <laughs> Did you say couch? Oh man. San Francisco <laughs> 
San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick uh, started a Black Panther-inspired youth camp in Oakland over the weekend, and Tucker Carlson had a heart attack. <laughs> That's I love that. Fun. But everybody knows it's Kaepernick, Vinny. Kaepernick, I know that. Yes, I do know that. What did you say, Pumpernickel? He said, no, I said Alicia Machado. Machado. Because <laughs> all those black people look alike. They be Pumpernickel. <laughs> Colin Pumpernickel. Uh. Two families in Michigan reported they found nails in their Snickers bar this past Halloween. What the hell? <laughs> Lead in the water and nails in the Snickers? Satisfied? <laughs> God. Every, uh, what joke action setup, do you have going on over near you? Every joke setup has a massive siren uh, before the punchline. I know. I apologize. I tried to find a quiet corner in the seaport. That's where I'm standing. That's where I'm sitting right now on a curb. And it was quiet for a little bit. But obviously there's like some kind of a ground zero thing happening. Damn, where are you, mobile? <laughs> yes, I'm on a mobile phone. Yes, I'm on a mobile phone. No, Mosul. In Mosul. In what? In Mosul. All right, Gary Johnson. So, <laughs> Mets pitcher Therese Familia was arrested on domestic violence charges Monday after recently appearing in an ad campaign against domestic violence. That reminds me of the time that OJ had that ad about not murdering your wife. Yep. <laughs> but if I yeah. did. Yeah, this is how I would do it if I did it. Yeah. If I did, oh, Lord, CNN President Jeff Zucker said Tuesday that former commentator Donna Brazile's interactions with the Clinton campaign were, quote, unethical and disgusting, Mm. almost as unethical as telling a guy he would take over The Tonight Show in 2009 and then telling him to go away seven months later. Bitter much? Preach, preach, fire, preach. Bitter much? Preach. Texas Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller posted an offensive tweet Tuesday calling Hillary Clinton a cunt. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever else could he have called her? Yeah, yeah, and close us out, sorry. Okay, let's wrap it up with the cunt. On Tuesday at a Hillary Clinton rally in Ohio, President Obama said that if you can find the time to go to Taco Bell, you can make the time to vote. Yet, but if you go to Taco Bell first, you may never get to the polls. (laughs) 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 Oh, man, I had the grandma farts. Yeah. Oh, child, things are gonna get easier. 
while things are going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, can you smell me? Oh, yes, now you threw the phone. Hang on later on. Good night, sir. I'll I'll either be on the road or I'll be in Florida by the time you do the next one. Oh, good Lord. Well, we got to keep in touch and keep it going until the wheels fall off, Tommy boy. All there right. You go. Keep it real. Keep it real. Nice hanging again, Vinster. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Wizard. Ciao, Belly. <laughs> Good night, Sire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, Vinny, um, yeah. I don't have a lot of time, but I want to tell you that uh, the the other night, um, so I go, I go to see uh, Gilbert Gottfried's live podcast the other night with really the sole purpose of of trying to get Whoopi Goldberg to insult John Weeks on camera, right? That's basically mm-hmm. why I wanted to do it live, because I have no problem listening to it rather than being there. Um, uh, but but uh, so I go in there, and, and you know, I, I'm alone, and uh, everyone else is, like, with people. So, you know, except, you know what? I swear that this one kid who was at the Christian Slater thing that I went to where he had his nymphomaniac Blu-ray signed by Christian Slater and Willem Dafoe. That kid, I swear, was he was also alone at the Gilbert podcast. So I'm thinking in my head, Vinny, I'm thinking in my head, Vincent, am I like this guy? Am I like, like, because this is a a kind of guy I don't really want to be like, but I think I might be like this this weird guy and he's like this guy has really high pants and tucks his t-shirt in and he's like you know dorky kind of guy and he's walking around with a nymphomaniac dvd and uh anyway (laughs) and these places are nowhere near each other you know these anyway that was weird um but i could see the similarities (laughs) thank you yes me too uh so uh so it winds up being a really fascinating podcast. It was uh, uh, not a lot of Gilbert and Frank talking. It was a lot of Whoopi talking, uh, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was uh, so uh, informative, and it kind of, you know, as uh, I mean, it was, they covered a lot of stuff. And and who, you know, it's just uh, where do you even begin with someone who uh, has done all that she's done? So it was, and and there was, you can mm-hmm. tell that there was. True uh, love between Whoopi and Gilbert from when they did Hollywood Squares together. They hugged each other a couple times mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, and and so the podcast was great. It'll be great when you hear it. Uh, the mm-hmm. um, oh, and you know how they Gilbert does these r- really long intros. Yeah. So Gilbert's talking about Whoopi Goldberg, and he's going on and on and on. She's also been. On the, you know, and on and on and on, and then Whoopi just starts yelling from backstage, like, "Come on, get on with it!" And she just walks off before they even introduce her, and she sits down and then. <laughs> That's great. And then Gilbert, yeah, she she walks on and people applaud, but then Gilbert's like, "But I'm not through," and he keeps talking, <laughs> going and going and going and going, and fine, and like everyone's cracking up, and finally, uh, she's like, "That was." I mean that was so long, and Frank was like, "Yeah, it's, it's uh, become one of our our shticks is the long introduction." Right. Uh, so like yeah, yeah, like he usually does. Yeah, so that was funny, and then um, the end of the show. Oh, th- by the way, the waiter I had at Carolyn, he mm-hmm. uh, first 
I'm not going to say his name, Christian. He first charged me um, <laughs> uh, like when he gave me the bill, it said like 146 dollars, and I and I'm like, what? Because because I had gotten uh, I, I was hungry, so I got some roast chicken and like a, a diet mm-hmm. coke and a Perrier, and uh, mm-hmm. and when he gives me the bill, it says like 46 something, and I look at it and I'm thinking that's that one is a dollar sign, and I'm just thinking it's 46, but then I'm like. Let me just uh, double check to make sure. So I put the light on my and I duck down so they can't see me to look at my phone, and it says one hundred forty-six dollars. And then let me find out that this motherfucker tried to charge me for three tickets, even though I had paid for a ticket beforehand and there was only one of me. So then I was like, there are ninety extra dollars on here, and so he's like, oh, oh, you paid before, okay. And I was like, yeah, and there's three of them. And so then he comes back, and he gives me the corrected check, except that that check had another Perrier on it that I did not have because he oh, didn't. Oh my god! He didn't know what drink was going to who anytime. It was like the most disorganized uh, uh, handout of. It was the most disorganized uh, food service I've I've seen. So, so I'm you know keep in mind it's the end of the show now, and I'm like the the important thing is getting to Whoopi. So what I do right. is I. I take my credit card because I'm not going to pay this, for this extra Perrier I didn't have. I take the credit card. I take the the check, fold it up, and I put it in my shirt pocket, uh, you know, with the intention of paying after I figure out this whoopee situation. So then I right. go over to um, the uh, area where uh, – well, first I go over to the area where Frank is because I think Whoopi's going to be over there, but she's not over on that side of the stage. She's kind of walking out, and people are – kind of stopping her as she goes. But then Gilbert's wife, Dara, was trying to escort Whoopi out of there and and then I didn't mm-hmm. want to I didn't want to make her upset. So then I'm standing at the wall and as I'm standing at the wall, this uh taller, bald headed gentleman turns to me and he's like, Where do I know you from? Are are you an audio engineer as well? And I said, No, are you? And I'm thinking this I'm thinking this this is probably uh Frank Verderosa is is what I'm thinking. So what um so then I was like, uh, I'm not. Uh, are you? And and he said, Yeah, I actually I do the uh, the the their podcast. And I said, Oh, you're Frank Verderosa? And he said, Yeah. And uh, and oh, cool. And, and I was like, Well, I don't know. I host a podcast. And he was like, Maybe that's where I know you from. What's what's the podcast? And I said, Blazing Ryan. He said, Maybe that's where I know you from. And I said, Really? And then he said, uh, He said, Well, you know, maybe I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, you look very familiar. And so, and then I said, I ah oh, shoot, I don't have my business card on me. But th- I wound up get, getting it to him by the end of the night. But he was very nice and thought he knew me anyway. So I'm inching closer and closer to like the VIPs where they're walking to, right? And Frank Verderosa, he thinks he knows me anyway. So I'm thinking like, all right, so I guess nobody's stopping me from going out this door and following them. <laughs> so I go out like the same door that Whoopi and Gilbert and Gilbert's wife and uh, Larry Storch right. was there from uh-huh. F Troop. Uh, and I've, and um, Cliff Nesterhoff was there from the, the, the author. And so I, I, I'm just following all these VIPs, you know, and then what's happening is there's this young black man and young white man, both flaming, flaming, uh, flamingly homosexual. And the, uh, right. the, 
he had a whoopee tattoo on one of his arms, and I guess he knew mm-hmm. Frank Santapadre from something. So Frank, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. rewind a little. You said he had a whoopee tattoo on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah, had to hear that again. Go ahead. I, yeah, I didn't actually see it up close, but but he and Whoopi were talking about it forever, and Whoopi was very like honored, and and he like he was like you don't understand, my mom's gonna freak out, my, and so they were friends of of I think Frank Santo Padre somehow, and so they're uh, they're calling like his mother, they're calling his grandmother, and so so it's taking forever for me to get a word in edgewise. Meanwhile, I'm just standing there, the only person who doesn't know, know anyone, and. <laughs> In the middle of Gilbert Gottfried and Whoopi Goldberg and Frank Santo Paz, and uh, and then like I'm just standing there waiting and waiting to talk to Whoopi in this like area that's clearly very closed off for people that you know, are not me, and um, mm-hmm. and then I even tried to when they were like uh, like oh let's let's take a video or something I was like do you want me to take it and they were like we're filming and so I didn't do that and so because I, I tried right. to kind of get in. Get in nice. Oh, and I also I forgot. I said I told Gilbert I was like, "Do you think you could say watch on the side of the movie on Netflix?" And he goes, "Oh, uh, well, let me say goodbye." And he runs to say goodbye to Whoopi. So that never happens. Um, but then <laughs> I go. Uh, so, so I'm waiting to talk to Whoopi. I finally, uh, uh, finally, there's like a lull in the conversation with these two young gay guys. And I, by the way, the white one I would totally do. He was so hot. Very obnoxious. You, so, would you um, do it? Would you uh, be able to do it in a bathroom? Not if the stall is narrow. It would need to be a wide stall. <laughs> um, but but I would make whoopee with him in any other bathroom. So I'm waiting to talk to whoopee, and then I finally get in there, and I'm like, "Hi, whoopee," and she's like, "Yes," and I said, "Hi, I'm Ryan," and I shook her hand, and I said, "It's nice to meet you." She said, "Good to see you," and I said. My podcast co-host, John Weeks, is a big fan, and he couldn't make it tonight, but it would mean the world to him if you were to insult him on camera. And she goes, oh, okay. And I said, would that be something you're willing to do? She goes, sure. And I was a little worried about it. I was very worried about asking her because she's on TV every single morning, so I didn't want to you know, do anything to get her in trouble. So anyway, so I, I start filming, and then she says, she just improvs it. You know, talking about John Weeks and talk and just improv mm-hmm. the great line John Weeks, and um, and it was great and she was so nice and I said thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you, and uh and and that was awesome. Oh, and then I told Frank, uh, did you listen to that episode with um Tom Saviti? Yes, theirs? I did. I'm okay, well, you know Tom, uh, because yeah, God. You know the where they're he's talking about uh, post traumatic stress and getting back from Vietnam and the the part where he's like. The first time I cried was um, seeing uh, Dustin Hoffman in, uh, what was it, Midnight Run? Yes, when he died. When he died, right. When his, so I, that I, Rizzo character died. Mm-hmm. Right. told Frank Santo Padre, and I was, first I was like, I'm Ryan from the Facebook, and I was like, I, was like, I know you. And, uh, and then I was like, uh, yeah, uh, that moment that he had, I had that moment too. Not that I went to war or anything, but that moment where a movie made me cry for like the first time in a decade. I had that at the end of Hardball with Keanu Reeves, and Frank looked at me like I was nuts, and he was like, well, that, "That is quite the thing, quite the experience." And I was like, "Yeah, Hardball." And he he said, uh, 
really? And I was like, yeah, you got to uh, – have you seen it? And he said, no, but I will now. And then he turns to me and says, Diane Lane? And I said, yep, yep. And, uh, and he said he would see it, and his wife was kind of rushing him off. Um, and he was, he was way more scattered. Frank was way more scattered this time. So I, I was really looking forward to talking to him and wound up not really being able to uh, too much except for that moment. But he was way more uh, in a rush than he was in Brooklyn. I much prefer the Brooklyn venue to the to Carolines. Carolines also tries to charge you one hundred fifty dollars. But um, <laughs> after after I talk to everyone and stuff, I wind up. Um, so then I'm just there, and I'm I'm like, and Gilbert's talking to someone, and I'm just standing there, and still just awkwardly like I I shouldn't be there. So then I kind of inched out because there was a moment that I kind of hoped Gilbert would still do the Watch Undecided at Netflix and I could send it to my friend Jason. But but then I was like, I asked once, that's enough. And so I, I walked away and um, and then I went up to the waitress and I said that the you know I, I didn't pay before. I would like to pay, but this is wrong. So she said, okay, I'll let him know. And then she got back the idiot guy, Christian, again. So then Christian mm-hmm. and his manager take an eternity at the cash register ring, to ring me out. Finally, they oh, ring me God. out. Uh, and I got out of there, but, and then he turns to me and he's Wait, like, did you uh, pay, so did you pay for the, did you pay for the extra water? No, no, he took it off. He took it off. Oh, he did. Uh, okay. okay. That's important. Yeah. So I think that's the whole story. Uh, and it's, you know, it's all over the place, but, uh, the, the important thing is that, uh, it, Caroline's is a difficult place to attend things at and Whoopi Goldberg is awesome. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a, that's a great story. That is a great story. <laughs> I mean, especially that, like, I know you, and I bet you were trying to dine and dash. <laughs> that whole whoopee thing was a whole uh, hope. <laughs> so I thought about fuck it. Out without pay. After, getting, <laughs> after getting two wrong checks, I was really thinking about it. I was like, they, they can't get it together, so why should I? Uh, but, I, you know, that would be unethical. Um, but, yeah, just the fact that I, I just followed them, you know, maybe I could do that with other things. I'll just keep following people. You know, nobody's nobody's stopping me. I don't, it's not like uh, there was any security or anything. <laughs> you know, if the security is Gilbert's wife, then I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so that 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 um, footage on uh, the week's reel is really coming along, man. Oh it's yeah, shit. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm my friend jealous. Uh, Mac McAllister, my friend from Ireland, he he wrote on the Facebook comments on the Whoopi thing. He goes. How are you doing this? Exclamation point question mark. <laughs> it, love it. Uh, yeah, oh, so the John Weeks reel. Great. Anyway, uh, not not we have no time left. But um, uh, what is uh, your favorite scene? She's my favorite Amanda Bynes. Now with Amanda Bynes, she's name. I watched it again last night, and Ooh. I got something. You always get something different from that movie. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing film. Anyway. Agreed. See, this is the part where she plays like an oil magnet, and she won this victory over this preacher. And I'm about, I'm going to read that scene right now. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. They should have put you in a glass jar on a mantelpiece. Where were you, Paul, when was sucking, sucking at his mother's teeth? Where were you? Who was nursing you, poor Eli? One of bandy sows? That land has been had. Nothing you could do about it. It's gone. It's had. Drainage. Drainage, Eli, you boy. Drain dry. I'm so sorry. Here, 
If you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw. There it is. That's a straw. You see? Watch it. Now my straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. There you go. <laughs> wow. That is that is actually John Weeks's one of his favorite scenes in She's the Mame Teacher Man to Bind Man. Oh, see that? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? It's a great uh, that's a great fucking scene. Yeah. Ah, I guess so. I'm sure yeah. Weeks did it more justice than I did. Yeah. Probably <laughs> definitely I would think. Um <laughs> anyway. Uh, my favorite scene in She's the Main Main Feature Main to Bane's Main is, uh, you know, sometimes it's really hard to, to let's see, let's go with this one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, this is my favorite scene from She's the Main Main Feature Main to Bane's Main. It's from the movie um, uh, She's the Main, colon, Push, based on the novel <laughs> Precious by Sapphire or something or other, Duck Butter, mm-hmm. col- semicolon, dot, 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 Swordfish. And she plays Gabriel Shear, and she says, Amanda Baines is just great as this character, and she says, you know what the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. Now, I'm not some grungy wannabe filmmaker that's searching for existentialism through a haze of bong smoke or something. (laughs) No. It's easy to pick apart bad acting, short-sighted directing, and purely moronic cinematic vision. Take Dog Day Afternoon, for example. Arguably, Pacino's best work. Short of Scarface and The Godfather Part 1, of course. Masterpiece of directing, easily Lumet's best. The cinematography, the acting, the screenplay, all top-notch, but they didn't push the envelope. Now, what if, in Dog Day, Sonny really wanted to get away with it? What if, now here's the tricky part, what if he started killing hostages right away? No mercy, no quarter. Meet our demands, or the pretty blonde in the the bell-bottoms gets it in the back of the head. Bam, splat. What, still no bus? Come on. How many innocent victims splattered across the window would it take to have the city to reverse its policy on hostage situations? And, and this is 1976. There's no CNN. There's no CNBC. There's no Internet. Now, fast forward to today, present time. Same situation. How quickly would the modern media make a frenzy over this? In a matter of hours, it would be the, the biggest story from Boston to Budapest. Tens to hostages die. 20, 30, relentless. Bam, bim, bing, bang, boom. One after the other, all caught in high def, pewter enhanced, color corrected. You can practically taste the brain matter. All for what? A bus? A plane? A couple million dollars that's federally insured? <sighs> I don't think so. Just a thought. I mean, it's not within the realm of conventional cinema, but what if? And that's my favorite scene. She's in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is an amazing scene. Amazing. Yes, it was. Amazing. Yes. All right. You do, you have any, do you have anything else to say before we, uh, before I let my roommates have the Wi-Fi back? <laughs> well, before you let your roommates have your Wi-Fi back, just um, just letting everybody know, I'm gonna start wearing active wear. <laughs> active wear. Oh, cause you're fat. That, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> I got it now. I got it now. He said, I said, Vinny, you know the fat one from the meeting? And he, and he thought I said, Vinny, you know the fat one from the meeting? And he said, the other guy. That's fucked up, DC. Fucked up of me for telling it on air, too. Anyway, uh, you can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. 
Thank you, Vinny, for pinch hitting for John Week tonight, <laughs> who should you, be I... back next week. And uh, it's a pleasure and an honor, sir. And everybody, take care. Be good. Be good to each other. Peace. No matter what you do on Tuesday, make sure you vote. Vote, vote, vote. Good night, everybody. Absolutely.